Uh, welcome to Speak for Yourself, Marcellus Wally, Emmanuel Acho, looking sharp up here. Let's get it started with big news out of Brooklyn, where Kyrie Irving plans on opting in to his option for just over $36 million to stay with the Nets. He reportedly had a list of six teams for a potential sign-and-trade deal, but that is no longer in play this season. And another report says the expectation right now is Kevin Durant and Kyrie will both be on the Nets roster next season. So, Acho, how should the Nets feel about Kyrie's decision? <laughs> uh, to me, still, they should feel reluctantly good. Oh, here we go. I knew it. I knew it. Come on, man. Start over. You got to feel reluctantly good because here's what we know about Kyrie Irving. What we know. Kyrie Irving is better in perception than he is in reality. Really? Truth. You, you believe that? But the truth is... You believe that. Somebody else is actually going to perceive that Kyrie Irving is better than he is, like Ooh. Marcellus Wiley does. <laughs> so you feel reluctantly good because if you're the Nets, mm. you have acquired, you have retained yeah. a superstar player. Mm. Now, he ain't got superstar production, but he got superstar name. Not superstar game, but he got mm. superstar name. Somebody, hopefully, will take the bait. See, now that you got Kyrie Irving on your squad, now you can go ahead and wheel and deal him, wheel and deal him, wheel and deal him. Truth be told, Kyrie Irving does not translate to winning, at least not in Brooklyn. We know Kyrie Irving with the, the Nets versus the Nets without Kyrie Irving. Relatively the same. If we're being honest, last season the Nets were better without Kyrie Irving than they were with Kyrie Irving. The numbers speak for themselves, as I will speak for myself on Speak for Yourself. Look at the numbers, y'all. Kyrie Irving, he don't really translate to winning all that much, all that well. So the Nets don't need to be ecstatic because they're about to win a championship. No. Kyrie Irving has proven that more often than not, particularly in Brooklyn, you're not even going to get close to winning a championship. But the Nets should feel reluctantly good because by retaining Kyrie Irving, they might be able to deal him to a team Hmm. who's convinced he's a better player than he is in reality. Oh, my goodness. All right. They should be so ecstatic that they dodged a bullet in losing Kyrie Irving. This is how you should feel. I'm not going to come from that brave position that it sounds like you're coming from where uh, Kyrie Irving, you're 27, 6, and 4. Uh, we'll find that somewhere else. Oh, we didn't need Kyrie Irving because we haven't won with Kyrie Irving. I remind you that this team has the championship potential with Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons coming back playing together. But they haven't seen that just yet. So why would you scrap a plan that you never even fully tried to execute? If you're on the Brooklyn Nets right now, you're excited because it's hard to even imagine how can you replicate what Kyrie Irving presents to you guys in production. 27, 6, and 4. Like, let's just be real. It's improbable that you can go out there and piece it together in a package deal to get players to add up to his level of production. But it's impossible to go find another player as talented as Kyrie Irving that's going to help this team become champions. You know why? Because one, Kyrie Irving's already a champion. You a lie. Perception and reality. You a damn lie. Kyrie Irving's already a champion. And it's funny, you are coming from a position like it hasn't worked, so scrap it. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you have that mindset, you know how many teams would have really suffered with that same mindset? Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, it ain't working with Giannis and Chris Middleton. Scrap it. Oh, what happened? If you let it slowly bake, it can turn into something. If you look at the Golden State Warriors when they were trying to trade Klay Thompson and Jerry West had to say, "Uh, over my dead body, 
What happened with them? All of a sudden, they're blossoming into something. This is the same slow-bake mentality that you need to have, even with a team as talented as the Brooklyn Nets. If I'm on the Nets or if I'm anyone in that organization, I'm elated that we dodged a bullet in Kyrie's departure. Sell, you're a smart man. My favorite thing about working with Marcellus Wiley is his competence. Mm. It's my favorite thing, y'all. So I got a lot of things, but that's my favorite. Uh-huh. You brought up a decent example. If you get rid of something before it's fully baked, you'll never get to see the outcome, the the best ultimate outcome. Here's the problem with your example. See, Kyrie Irving, in my mind, has hit his peak as a basketball player. Now, how long can he maintain his peak? Let's discuss that. But a man's physical prime is at 26 years old. It's not my opinion. It's just kinesiology. It's just anatomy. It's just what the doctors say. So he's past his physical peak, but typically athletes can maintain that peak for a while. Yeah. How long can Kyrie maintain that peak? The reason the Nets shouldn't feel that great is because Kyrie's not going to get any better. Mm. See, the Celtics, had we scrapped the Celtics, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, that would have been premature. But as we know, Jason Tatum hasn't reached his peak. Not only he hasn't reached his physical peak, he's not 26 years old, neither is Jalen Brown, he hasn't reached his basketball peak. Mm. Giannis would go on to Takumpo and Chris Middleton. Clearly, Giannis hadn't reached his physical peak when they were talking about scrapping that, and they never truly were because Giannis was never that big a deal. Giannis had not won an MVP, let alone a back-to-back MVP. Let's do it. But Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, as basketball players, they have reached their peak. Can they maintain their peak? Right. Absolutely. But KD is not going to become a better basketball player tomorrow than he was yesterday. Mm. Kyrie Irving is not going to become a better basketball player tomorrow than he was yesterday. So the fact of the matter is, you know what you got in these ingredients. Okay. And what you have in these ingredients is not good enough to make a championship caliber meal. So for that reason, Mm. I feel good Uh. because I got Kyrie, but it's only reluctantly good because the only point in having Kyrie is to try to wheel and deal Kyrie. Wow. So you don't think this team has a championship potential? You don't think they could cook up a championship meal? No, sir. Oh, that's just more for me then. Because if you ain't going to eat these ribs, trust me, look at this team. Oh, Acho, you brought up an amazing example, and I knew the same number. 26 years old, that's when you're in your physical peak, Mm -hmm. but not your physical prime. And certainly not your production prime, which is completely different than just your physical prime. So let's go. Peak, 26. Mm -hmm. Prime? Hey, that's depending on how you want to do it. Production prime? LeBron James is 12 years outside of his peak in terms of physical production, but what is he doing? Still producing. You gave me examples at 26. If it ain't happening at 26, we doubt that you're going to be in a better position physically. Except we've seen champions like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Steph Curry all get their first championship of many. First championship at the age of 27. So we're looking at a situation now with Kyrie Irving, who is playing better basketball when he's playing basketball, which is rare, and Kevin Durant, who actually has better numbers since leaving Golden State. Outside of their peak in terms of physical prime, but still productive in their productive prime. All that said, man, look, I'm going to give you one example. Tell me if you could beat up this example. Kobe Bryant comes to mind. Remember when Kobe Bryant... Once, not, mm, sorry, twice, wanted to leave the Lakers because he said, I don't like this organization. I don't like the moves you guys make it. What's going to become a Los Angeles Clipper at one time? What's going to become a Chicago Bull at one time? But he stayed still. And by staying still, all of a sudden, that turned into two more championships for Kobe Bryant. 
But if he would have had Acho's mentality, he would have had your plan. He would just scrap the meal before it was even baked, before it was even cooked, before it was even prepared to be eaten. This is the same mentality you have to apply. I keep giving you examples. Golden State Warriors, Milwaukee Bucks. Also, let's talk about Kobe Bryant the Great. That's the mentality of a champion, and that's how they're going to become champions. My only problem with that is studies, statistics, and all those things just don't necessarily agree with you. Now, you do have a year, give or take, because I look at it, Kobe Bryant, when he was 26, turning 27, that's when he averaged 35 points a game. 27 turning 28, that's when he averaged 31 points a game. After that, there was roughly a 15% drop-off from 35 points a game to 28 points a game to 26 points a game, and Kyrie Irving is now at that 30-year-old mark Mm -hmm. now. Mm Mm-hmm. You can still be productive beyond the shadow of a doubt. Oh, the chips came after no that. Doubt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Beyond yeah. the shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Kobe got his chips as I look at it. 30 years old, 31 years old, 29 years old. He was in the chip. He lost, obviously. Let's do it. So you can still be productive, yeah. but you know who you are by 30. We know who Kyrie Irving is right here, right now. And if we go be honest... Mm. Don't be honest. He's already a champion then. If we know who he is, he's a champion. Why you don't want to give him the same cred you give everyone else that's a one-time champion out there? Like Kyrie Irving's like, dog, I'm a wizard with the basketball. You don't want to respect that. I'm giving you 27 a game. You don't want to respect that. I'm a champion. You don't want to respect that. So why are you respecting anybody? You know what? I was thinking about you this Uh-oh. morning. Uh-oh. And, and, Uh-oh. I, and somehow, some way, I was like, this dude got a love affair for a one-year balling out of control, Debo Samuel who's not a champion, but you will swear by Debo Samuel, and I know it's a different sport, but it brings home the point. He's not a champion, and he's only done it one time. Mm-hmm. Kyrie's done it several times. He's a seven-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA player who's a champion and can't get a sniff of love from you. <laughs> but then a dude like Debo Samuel who just showed you one hit wonder year, all of a sudden, he's your guy. He's a I, I give you a couple reasons. I Let's give you a couple go. reasons. Help me. First, be really real. Debo was not in my top five nor your top five when we ranked our wide receivers no, no, just no. two weeks ago. No. So it's not as though I have a crazy love affair with Debo Samuel like I do a love affair with Steph Curry. Let's just be really real. <laughs> but it comes down to this. Kyrie Irving is too much of a project right now. And the Nets have nothing but projects. Ben Simmons. Project. You got to work mm, on Ben Simmons mm. to get on the court. Kyrie me. Irving. Project. You got to work on Kyrie Irving to get on the court. Mm. I'm tired of all these projects. Mm. I'm in the middle cell right now of a home remodel. Crazy. You just bought a home. Exactly. What'd that do? My point. <laughs> I'm in the middle of this home remodel. And what I've learned, unfortunately, about a home remodel is the second one thing goes right, Mm. Another thing goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sal, I've told you this before. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell on myself, America. Let's go. I needed to get new blinds and new shades in my house. I needed new blinds and new shades in my house. So it took me about six weeks, as y'all know. You got to custom order some blinds. Takes some six to eight weeks to come in. Great. They finally arrived. They're getting installed. Finally, my shades and my blinds are getting installed. Everything is great. So nobody can see you no more. Nobody can see me. Bucket naked. Kind of. <laughs> Problem. <laughs> what? As they're drilling into the wall to install the blind so the blinds can automatically roll down, they hit the wrong point into the wall, shatter my glass. Damn. Now, Dang. as I hire a glass guy to come fix the shattered glass in my house, they're trying to fix the pocket door where the glass belongs. Problem. Wow. They break the lock. Uh, now, man. as they fix the broken lock to mm. the shattered glass mm. on my door wall mm. installing the blinds, mm. problem. Mm. What's that? The glass ain't tinted. So now all the other windows got a certain shade of color, but this glass ain't got a certain shade of color. I got all these projects. Yeah. 
The Brooklyn Nets are a team with a whole bunch of projects. I still feel good because I live in the hills. But I feel reluctantly good because I'm dealing with a whole bunch of projects. The Nets should still feel good because you got Kyrie, you got KD, you got Ben Simmons. But you got to feel reluctantly good because you got a whole bunch of projects. Ooh, I like the example. I'm going to map it on to this question in particular and say this. Did the Golden State Warriors, who are just now champions once again, have a bunch of projects in the course of becoming champions once again. Let's be real. Ever since Kevin Durant's departure, we saw injuries to Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Mm -hmm. Klay Thompson again, Mm -hmm. Draymond Green, Mm -hmm. Projects, Jordan Poole, you on the G League team. Like, those are projects. And what happened? All of a sudden, mm, it starts to work together. I don't know what's going to happen with your house. To being real, you need to go on Thumbtack. Get your, get your life together. Ain't no tent on the windows. Who they think you are? All I'm saying is, if I look at the Brooklyn Nets in totality, in the Eastern Conference, which to me, of the two conferences, is the path of least resistance, they got what they need. All they need to do is bake it at the right temperature and give it the right amount of time. As a new homeowner... Acho, I pray for you because everything <laughs> in that house is going to be twice as long and twice as much. Coming up, we're just getting started on Kyrie and KD. Are they the top duo in the NBA? What about Stephen Clay or LeBron and AD? But first, Baker Mayfield says he's ready to move on from Cleveland. We'll tell you how he looks after his latest comments next. All oh, these projects at my house. <laughs> you live in a project. We'll head to the NFL because Baker Mayfield is back at it again. Yes. He's still a Brown, for now. Now, Baker was at his youth football camp. I see you, Baker, born back into the youth. He was at his youth football camp today in Oklahoma <laughs> and gave an update on his current status with the Browns as they want a po- as they wait on a potential suspension for Deshaun Watson. Take a listen. But I think a lot of people think if they didn't have a quarterback for the next year, would, would there be any chance of reconciliation there? No, I, I think for that to happen, there would have to be some reaching out. But uh, we're, we're ready to move on, I think, on both sides. God, I love it, Baker. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. But Marcellus Wiley, mm. how does Baker Mayfield look after these comments? Mm, I'm going to tell you how he looks, but first, let's see how he sounds. <laughs> you ever seen a dog do that when they tuck their tail because they realize, hey, not only are they no bite, now they ain't even no bark. And that's who Baker Mayfield is. What happened to Mr. Flag Planner in the turf? What happened to Mr. Oh, I don't give a damn. No matter where I go, I'm going to make it happen. That waffling right there, that whole reaching out, but we're ready to move on, comma, I think, does not sound like a man of conviction, does not sound like the old Baker Mayfield. And that's a problem. Baker Mayfield in this moment looks like a guy who just can't admit still that he's in love with her. And if you're still in love with her, can you please at least go to her, coach? look her in the eye, apologize for all them bad plays, I mean, all them six win years, and and tell them the truth. We can make this happen if you're ready, Captain. But nah, Baker Mayfield's still going to act like he's tough, like he got options out there, which he doesn't, like the streets are better than what he has at home. And he is now going to sit there and say this, Acho, we're ready to move on, I think, on both sides. Let's just break that down real quick for the people out there. There's one side that you should know what they're thinking in terms of should we move on or not. 
and it's your side. So if you said their side with conviction, why are you so hopeful that they don't want to move on? It's one way to eradicate that. It's one way to get out of this miscommunication and this gap and this divide. Speak up. Tell the Cleveland Browns you're still in love. You still want to be their franchise quarterback. You were hurt last year. But instead, he wants to act like a guy who's not in love with the team that he's still in love with. And that's why Baker Mayfield sounds like <laughs> I love the take. It was terrible, but I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Baker Mayfield sounds mature. Oh, God. And maybe this is the first time in his career he sounds mature. You said that after the love letter, it was the first time he sounded mature. How many times are you going to be first time mature? Second. <laughs> um, right. So, what? several engagements, correct? Me or you? One marriage. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. One several, marriage. Yeah. Several engagements. Yeah, yeah, many engagements. So, yeah. when you look yeah. at reasons for divorce, right, there are two. Irreconcilable differences, divorce, yeah, that's, or that's talk. fault grounds for divorce. Okay. Those are the two. Okay, okay. Irreconcilable yeah, differences. Right. You tell the court, hey, look, big dog, we got some irreconcilable differences or fault grounds, habitual inhumane treatment, adultery, uh, habitual drunkenness, etc. Mm. Baker Mayfield has hit the maturation point of citing irreconcilable differences, divorce. Uh -huh. When you and another party are saying, simply put, we got some irreconcilable differences and we cannot move forward together. Okay. The reason I'm saying that he has hit the greatest point of maturation thus far in his career is because he can stand 10 toes down and say, look, <laughs> I'm ready to move on. And I believe they are, too. I believe because they still desperate. Come and knock on our door. <laughs> That's what they do. And the bankers like, look. What? It's irreconcilable for me. Now, huh? if you come back crawling, if you come back pleading, if you come back begging, maybe, just maybe I'll give you a second chance because I got 18 million reasons to. <laughs> but other than that, these differences yeah. are beyond reconciliation. Yeah. Baker don't look stupid. Baker looks more mature than he ever has. He's done with that relationship. He's blocked him on IG. He's blocked him on Instagram. He's blocked him on Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. He's blocked him on Twitter. And he's good. Yeah. Tell them quit calling our phone, please. Yeah. That's where Baker's at. I wish he was there. You're actually sounding stronger than Baker in this moment. I think he needs you as representation. Are you an agent? Because you need to advise Baker Mayfield. If that's how you're feeling, that's how you need to be speaking. He's not speaking like that. He's speaking like, I'm done with her. I mean, I think she's done with me, too. Wait a minute. That's just like when you send that text. And if they respond with anything, I don't care the most hate. I can't stand you. Acho. You still got a little chunk of flesh to hook on into. And that's what Baker Mayfield's hoping, that he still has a chunk of flesh with the Cleveland Browns to hook himself into. Oh, I don't know if Deshaun going to play this year. I mean, Jacoby Brissett can't be better than me. I'm hoping for this relationship to have some life. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't sound like that. You would never let I think both sides come out your mouth. So Baker Mayfield is stuck here. You call this mature? I call this a guy who doesn't know which way is up. Does Baker Mayfield want more, a starting job, or does he want an apology mm. and then an opportunity? Mm. Baker Mayfield finds himself in this position where, okay, ooh, y'all thought y'all had it good. Ooh, y'all thought y'all could just cheat on me right in my face, bring him home, give him $230 million, and let him just sleep in my bed. Now you're starting to realize, oh, he got some other business to attend to before he can commit fully to you and you to him. 
So Baker Mayfield, instead of just saying, hey, I'm here for the opportunity. I've always been a Cleveland Brown at heart. You know what he's going to sit there and say? Well, I think we're both done. How do you think we're both done if you know you're done? You shouldn't even give a damn about what they're done with or not done with. Baker Mayfield telling on himself, man. He leaking. I'm telling you, I heard that dog before. He ain't telling on himself, Stel. He's keeping it real oh, with you, big dog. That at kids camp, that's when you keep it real? Stop. Every now and then, stop. there comes a time in your life where your dignity your respect mm. is more important than anything else. Mm. I ain't got there yet. I've been in positions. I've been in positions where ultimately just give me that apology. Uh-huh. Like, I'm done. I am done with you done. because I know your ego is too big for you to apologize. I'll turn my back to you. I know your ego is too big for you to apologize, but in the event, you are willing to change your character, turn over a new leaf, grant me an apology, then sure, we can work it out. That's why Baker Mayfield said, I think for that to happen, there would have to be some reaching out, but we're ready to move on, I think, on both sides. Why? Because based upon the character that I know the Cleveland Browns to have, we're ready to move on. But in the event they change their character Mm. and lend me an apology, I'll come back through here. Mm. But what I'm not about to do is take my ex to a wedding. (laughs) And that's what it looks like trying to go down with. Because the Browns right now are Baker Mayfield's ex. Uh. Why would I show up with my ex to week one, the wedding of the regular season? Mm. Y'all broke up with me. If y'all broke up with me, stay broke up with me. But if they broke up with you, but you still want to be with them, and there's still a slight chance you think they want to be with you, Oh, you're going to be so cool for school that you ain't even going to find that out. You're just going to go out into the streets always thinking, well, maybe, maybe not. That's not mature. That's not being a man. That's not being a franchise quarterback. That's not being a leader. That's being a coward because you're scared to reveal your full emotions. Don't call him a coward, Sal. I'm you're calling doing his too ac- much. His you're actions. You're doing too much. So far, his actions have led me to cowardice. I don't know if Baker Mayfield wants to reside there, but if he listens to you, he's going to find a home there. Do you? He, let me ask you this. I got to ask you this. Okay, and I got a story. Do for you? Me. Never cut your nose to spite your face because that is where Baker Mayfield is right now. Yeah. I think Baker Mayfield is cutting off his nose to spite his face. For those of y'all that don't understand the saying, I really don't. I just read it one time. <laughs> For those of y'all that don't fully understand the saying, it's really you going to hurt yourself to make sure you hurt them too. Mm-hmm. That to me is where Baker's at because he's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'll take an L. I won't show up. I won't play ball. But you know who's going to take an L, too? The Browns are. Uh, so I will spiteful. cut my... Spiteful. Yes, he is. Spiteful. And yes, you, you is. talk about the ego of the person that you want to hear the apology from, but you turned your back. How big is your ego that you even need to hear an apology? I just need to see the actions, boss. I don't give a damn about these two words. I am, Three words. I am sorry. Ah, people, people, people. Let me give you a story and tell you, see do. if this brings us home. Yes, it bridges sir. our differences right now. Had a conversation with my daughter over the weekend when we were older one. Yes, the oldest, Morocco. Yeah, it'd be tough with Olivia right now. (laughs) Google. All right, so I had a conversation with my eldest daughter, 23 years old. She tells me stories all the time. She forgets that daddy has a lot of hats. So I'm kind of be trying to be the young dad, the cool dad. I still listen to Future. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm still your daddy, and I'm gonna give you game. So she tells me this story. She's in Vegas a couple weekends ago with my sister, her aunt, and her cousin. They're hanging. They're hanging. Some dude walks up to him and says, yo, I'm in the league. This is opening line. Whoever you are, dude, that don't work no more. Here we go. These girls got Google. So anyway, he's like, I'm in the league. And she's like, okay, well, 
not knowing her daddy was in the league and her stepdaddy coaches at Penn State. So that ain't going to be your end, brother. <laughs> like, if you got something to come in, it's going to be something different. Anyway, he's sitting there spitting game under the guys that he play in the league. So then he says, yeah, I play for Chicago. And she like, oh, okay. And then she overhears them telling somebody else, the Braves. Hmm. Now it ain't, the math ain't math in this, you would say. Math is not math. <laughs> it ain't adding up. So my da- the daughter, she's like, okay, first of all, it was cool. I got a boyfriend anyway. But second of all, yeah, you got your leagues mixed up. Go ahead and have your fun. This is where she messed up. Uh-oh, your daughter messed my up. My daughter messed Uh-oh. up. Uh-oh. Talk to and me, And this Phil. is where Baker messed Talk up. Talk to me, Phil. Now at this point, you shouldn't be caring about something you don't care about. But then she said, all of a sudden, he said, F you to her. She ain't tripping. That's my daughter. She, she ready. But then this is what she got upset at. He started hollering at every single girl in the section with the same line. And I hit her with the baker as I'm hitting the baker now. Why do you care about something you shouldn't be caring about? Why you give a damn what this dude's doing if you already done with him? So Baker Mayfield, why do you care about what the other side is doing? Are they going to reach out or not? If you don't care about the other side because you already are done, you should never care about something that you said you don't care about. Now, what was her answer? What was her answer? Why she she got mad at daddy because I gave her too much cash. <laughs> I was like, she's like, you didn't even understand the story. I said, no, I understand the story. He might have been cuter than you were trying to tell me. That's what this answer was. Coming up, Draymond Green is giving Kevin Durant a lot of credit for the Warriors championship run. We'll tell you what we think about that next. Don't speak for yourself. Mm-hmm. Over looking at the news. Kyrie Irving plans on opting into his deal with the Nets, and the report says Kevin Durant got what he wanted, which is Kyrie back on the team. And the expectation right now is they'll both be on the Nets roster next season. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have combined for 19 All-Star Game selections, so they're clearly one of the top duos in the NBA. But are they the best? So, Acho, need to get our top five duos in the league, so get us started. I see you over there with that drop, Hey, man. y'all better buckle up, click it, because I'm about to give y'all some tickets. Uh, <laughs> we got to talk about the first out first and foremost. My first out when it comes to my top duos, LeBron James and AD. I got what? them at six. Champions? They're my first out. Woo! They're champions, but I ain't seen AD in a mighty long time. It's been a minute. And LeBron James is continuing to get older. I love me some LeBron James. If you watch that show, this show, you know. But they mm. my first out. So mm. let's get to number five where it really gets down and okay, dirty. Let's get crunchy. Luka Doncic. Huh? And who? Who Jason, you put? Jason Kidd. Oh, okay. You feel me? Okay. The head coach, Jason Kidd, why do I count him even as a player? Y'all remember during the playoff game, Jason Kidd was basically up there coaching. He, he was, was telling everybody, ball, 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 <laughs> shot, box out. Jason Kidd was doing it all. And Luka Good. plus Jason Kidd Good. went to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2011 in Jason Kidd's first year as a head coach. They're my five. I love it. At that. four, I that. Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Two years in a row, they've made some noise in the playoffs. Just last year, they were in the NBA Finals. This year, they got close, but they got ousted by Luka Doncic and Co. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, to me, that duo has just been consistent the last two years. You look at the rest of the list, they will truly be the only consistent team on my list top four. Okay, number three. Who? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Huh? They're bad men now. They are. Eastern Conference Finals this year, bad. big dog. They Eastern Conference Finals okay. this year. Now, Jason Tatum really drugged this list down because Jalen Brown did his thing yeah. in the NBA Finals, NBA. in the Eastern Conference yeah, yeah. Finals, yeah, yeah. etc. So when you want to talk about top duos, uh. they're young, they're hungry, oh. they're talented, oh. and this duo led their team to the finals. At two, Steph Curry 
But the question is, with who? Y'all about to say, don't do it. Jordan Poole. Man, stop you playing. Know, you know how little he's I, 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 In the first round, yes. <laughs> Steph Curry, Jordan Poole. Okay. Who was the biggest player not named Steph Curry in that elimination game? Yeah, six? Andrew Wiggins. It, it was Jordan Poole. I hate you so much. <laughs> Steph Curry and Jordan Poole when I talk about top <laughs> duos, because Jordan Poole is the other dude who can relieve Steph Curry to get buckets. In the first two playoff games when Steph Curry was coming off the bench, True. it was Jordan Poole yeah, yeah, that yeah. was splashing. Five for Back. ten from three. Five for ten from Back. three and Jordan Poole, two of his first three games. Mm. So when I talk about who's really going to be Steph Curry's running mate going forward, yes. it is Jordan Poole. Oh, God. Number one. Man, this got to be a wild card. You playing Uno. Giannis. Ugo, Ugo, Uno, Antetokounmpo. And who? Chris Middleton. He ain't playing. I Chris thought you Middleton. ain't seen him in a while either. No, I just haven't seen him in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, it ain't been that long. You're right, you're right. Chris Middleton. I like that. Three all-star appearances like in his last four years. Like Giannis, that. two-time MVP. Mm. When you see those two together, they won a chip the last time they were both together in the playoffs. Now, had they both been together this year, they still would have gone far. Can I see my list? Can I see my list? Yeah, 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 yeah. You like, need I to see, see it. Remind yourself of this craziness. Didn't make the playoffs this year. Oh, That's why they gone. Okay. Made the playoffs the Western Conference Finals first time since 2011. Mm. Made the playoffs again after going to the NBA Championship last year. Went pretty far. Mm. Made the NBA Championship. That's why they're there. Mm. Won the NBA title. That's why they're there. Would have won the NBA title. That's why they are there. My list is solid. My <laughs> list is consistent. My <laughs> list is the real list. But what you got, Marcellus? I love it. When a guy said my list is solid, you know he know he got holes in that list. There's some holes in this list. <laughs> Let me put up my first out. My first out was the last out in NBA Finals. Come on, let me see it. Tatum and Brown. Yeah, y'all first out because y'all last out. Uh, they haven't accomplished that championship success just yet. And it's been a little bit of a seesaw effect, especially in the postseason. Let's be real. How many games have we seen Tatum at peak Tatum and Brown at peak Brown? Been more consistent Jalen Brown, it seems like, in the postseason than even Jason Tatum, despite Jason Tatum actually hitting higher highs. All right, let's get to my number five. Giannis, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not just, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> And Chris Middleton, I can't slight these boys. Even though Chris Middleton wasn't there and they had to go to a game seven, finally losing in the playoffs this year with Giannis there, who is, I will say this respectfully, the best player in the NBA by this much just because KD got swept. If KD would have won a gentleman sweep, he's still the best player. But a sweep, can't have that on your watch, KD. So these guys right here, number five. Number four, Steph Curry on the shot, boy. But with who? Ah, I like that. Come on. Come on. How many chips? Outside of Phil Jackson, who else is winning chips on the court and on the sidelines like a Steve Kerr? So you give me Doncic and Kidd. I say, well, give me Kerr and Curry. That, like that is next level like in terms that. of relationship, chemistry. Night, and, night. Oh, that night, night was special. Right on time. Should have did it a little earlier. Then you know you're daring. Let's go with number three. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Now, you got to squint for the times we've seen them together. You, do, you, do, you, you really got to dig, but when you see them together, it's something special. Both two-way players, the two two-way players together, when they're out there, that's mm. why the Clippers right now, one of the front runners to win the NBA championship, Clip City, Chip City, 2023. Mm. Number two, oh, I'm sick with my heart, but I got to go to the East Coast. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, stop playing with me. Stop playing with me, champions and champions. This is the thing about this duo. You don't have to squint to see them together, but when you see them together, you want a little more out of them. You want more of the production that you deserve when you see these two top talents. But the purest in the game met the purest in the game. All they need to do is finish the deal, and they'll be at number one. But 
right now. Number one, AR champions, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Last time we saw them together, healthy champions. LeBron has not slowed down. His age, his birth certificate is saying one thing. His production saying a different thing. Anthony Davis, just stay healthy. It's just that simple. Anthony Davis is so special. You know both of these guys are top five in NBA history and PER. What does PER mean? Per. I don't know. <laughs> it's something deep, but I know somebody who might know what per means. All right, Slick, you saw our list. What do you think of our rankings? Celis, I had no idea you were so sentimental, man. You are, I love your list from like 2018, maybe 2019. Both of you are cheating when it comes to having a duo, NBA duo, and we're going to go the coach, best player route. Come on, man. I mean, look, I I appreciate the creativity, but we're not going to do, we're not going to do Joel Embiid and either Tyrese Maxey or James Harden. I mean, I can't ignore what Joel Embiid was, whoever I put next to him. John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. We're not going to, we're not going to include them. Mm. Jimmy Buckets and Bam Adebayo, mm. they did go seven games to the Eastern no Conference Ham Finals. No like, you, look, you, you get there one, are like, a number of guys that are a weak sister here. And But I will say this. Mm-mm. If I'm going a dynamic duo from the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm going Drew Holiday and really? Giannis. Because what? I know how they felt they came up short. But are you telling me that if I had swapped out Drew Holiday – and I had Chris Middleton instead, that it would have been different? Yes. I'm just not so Here's sure why. about that. Here's why. Let's have this conversation. Yeah. What did the Bucks need most? In my opinion, Slick, what the Bucks really needed was buckets. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, score. They needed somebody yeah. to score. Remember, yeah. Slick, every time Drew Holiday had, what was it, 24 or more that they won the game? Yeah. I love Drew Holiday's defense. And y'all remember the block, yeah. keeps it, throws it off the dude. Phenomenal plays. But if you have Middleton right. slick and you have Middleton's 25 a game, not to mention, you know, one game he would have gone for 35 to 40. Right, I right. think they would have advanced yes. past the, the Celtics slick. This is the problem with Middleton is that he doesn't give it to you every night. Hmm. He's not a closer every night. There are nights where he is that guy. And then there are, there are nights where you're like, where'd he go? Mm-hmm. Where is he? So that's why. And look. And the reality is, if Mike Budenholzer doesn't decide, I'm going to let Grant Williams shoot as many open corner threes mm. as he wants to, the Milwaukee Bucks are advancing. I don't know that it was the difference of Middleton not being there or having Middleton instead of Drew Holiday. All but right, Slick. I digress. Yeah, I'm going to go Drew and, and Giannis. Now, Slick, you, you had an issue with us having coaches in there, but you got to pick between Curry and Kerr as a duo or Curry and Poole, who we all saw. Oh, that's that's, that's an easy series. That's an playoffs. easy pick. I, Acho's attachment to Jordan Poole <laughs> is like so I've never seen anything. It's like, oh my goodness, you are all in on Jordan Poole. Let me ask you, so, Thank you. Thank you. No, I would you. go Draymond Green okay, or Andrew Wiggins ask. or Steve Kerr before I'd go Jordan Poole. So there you think my man if, 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 the, if the Warriors did not have Poole during the finals run, would they still have won a championship? Oh. If you had a healthy Steph Curry in the first round, that's where Jordan Poole filled in ably. Yes. When yep. Steph was hurt and they were – and, and again, keep in mind, like it took Denver like two or three games before they decided they were going to game plan for Jordan Poole. So, but as we went, as we progressed, I, look, yes, I, thought, mm. I think they could have survived without Jordan Poole because mm. this was the distinction. Everybody's looking at what the Warriors did offensively. 
They turned the faucet off on the Boston Celtics there it is. defensively. It's a good point. Yeah. And that wasn't part of Jordan Poole's game. All right, we got to continue with this duo conversation. So coming up, we have more on the Nets duo. We'll tell you if Kyrie's decision puts added pressure on Kevin Durant for a title in Brooklyn. That's next on Space for your sales. Acho and Jordan Poole, there's a dynamic duo. I love you. Kyrie Irving plans on opting in to his option for just over $36 million to stay with the Nets. This big news means he's expected to be back with Kevin Durant for another season. Kyrie and KD will be entering their fourth season together in Brooklyn. And so far, they've only gotten to the conference semifinals. So Slick is back, but Acho, does Kyrie's decision put added pressure on Kevin Durant? No, sir, uh, not at all. Because Kevin Durant, I believe, already has plenty of pressure on him. This is not adding any. Mm -hmm. The only thing truly that's put added pressure on Kevin Durant in the last three weeks is the Warriors winning another title without Kevin Durant. Because Mm -hmm. that title without Kevin Durant makes everybody wonder Did Kevin Durant really need to be present for the Warriors to win their chips? That's the added pressure. Kevin Durant no longer has the luxury of anonymity. Mm. Kevin Durant no no longer has the luxury of obscurity. Kevin Durant, because of his superstar status, will always and forever from here on out be criticized if he does not win a title. It's just what it comes down to. It doesn't matter if he doesn't have enough help. It doesn't matter if he didn't have the right coach. No. Because of how great Kevin Durant is, he has lost the luxury of anonymity and he's lost the luxury of people giving him a mattress to lie down on. Hmm. So whether Kyrie Irving was present or Kyrie Irving was not, Kevin Durant will still have the pressure of winning a title this year. So for that reason, no added pressure, just pressure indeed. Hmm. Agree with all of that. But if there is more pressure there is on somebody in a Nets uniform, and it's not Kevin Durant, it's Kyrie Irving. Because Kyrie Irving is the one who just opted in to this contract. And Kyrie Irving is the one who's trying to regain leverage by next summer. And he needs to do that by playing more games than he has in the last three seasons, or let's just say ever, for the Brooklyn Nets. And he has to play at a level, not just winning, I mean, not just, not just performing, but winning. And we haven't seen that consistently, regardless of what the numbers have been for Kyrie. So, I look, and I, this is the way I look at it with, with, with KD. Uh, and I know, Acho, you disagree, but KD's a made man. Man. KD has two titles. KD is a two-time finals MVP. Say KD it. is a four-time uh, leading scorer. KD is part of the all-time 75 greatest. Like, the only thing that Kyrie Irving has, oh, he's a league MVP, The only thing, the only accolade that Kyrie Irving has is that he's won a championship, as has KD. All the rest, he still has to accomplish. And yet he is consistently put in the circle of great players in the league. Well, now Kyrie Irving discovered this offseason, you're not as popular with the team, uh, in the league as Mm. you thought you were. You're not as valued as you thought you were and for him to change that he is going to have to have without question the best season of his career and the Brooklyn Nets are going to have to have the best season they've had since he arrived there that's why all the pressure is on Kyrie Irving huh interesting here I'm with Acho on this one that Kevin Durant feels no more pressure 
because Kyrie Irving opted back in. Just think about how different Kevin Durant felt waking up this morning versus yesterday when he woke up, when there was still indecision on what Kyrie Irving's going to do. What Kyrie Irving did was solve the dilemma that Kevin Durant had presented to him, which were two bad choices. One, I got to stay here in Brooklyn with the remains and pieces and shrapnel of whatever Kyrie Irving gets us in return, or I got to go out there like Kyrie just did and find me a team. And where I'm going to do that at, that's going to have not only the opportunity for championship success, but it's going to be able to take what I can offer in terms of salary, in terms of my buckets. Like, you got to understand, Kyrie Irving is valuable on the open market. He's not valuable on the sign and trade market because a lot of teams like, yo, we're out of the conversation before it even starts. You got to look at who Kyrie Irving is. Stop calling him Kyrie Irving, too. Call him 27, 6, and 5. 27, 6, and 5 does not fall and grow off trees. This is a special premier player that Kevin Durant is so elated to play with once again. So in this situation, all Kevin Durant's like, let's get to work. And Ben Simmons, finally, let's see you on the court with us as well so we can all go out there and get this chip. All right, Sellis. Uh-oh. Yes, if he was simply a free agent, Come on. maybe the Come market on. would be a little bit a different. Lot but different. the reality is they said, you want to go out and find a sign and trade? Go bring us a sign and trade. And there were none brought to them other than potentially the Los Angeles Lakers. We know how desperate they are right now. So I'm not going to take the current circumstances as an indicator that Kyrie Irving's value uh, and standing around the league isn't at an all-time low. Because Mm. to your point, yes, when he's on the floor, I mean, one, he is – That doesn't grow on trees, what he's capable of doing. Mm. He is a truly gifted, unique player. But how often is he on the floor? Mm. And how well do those numbers translate to your team winning Mm. on a consistent basis? Two out of the three years he was in Brooklyn, they had losing records when he was on the floor. So I look at that and I question for all of the talent that he has, Can he make you a winning team? And again, that's what he has to prove this. That's what he has to prove this season. He has to change that whole perspective. And it's why I see far more pressure on him than KD. Actually, KD, I feel like some of the pressure is off. It would have been much Mm. more challenging if Kyrie was out the door. And now KD still has to make something out of this mess. Or he has to make the decision do I stay or do I go someplace else? That, to me, would be a far more difficult situation than now Kyrie's opted in, and it's like, okay, we got Ben Simmons, we got Kyrie, let's see what we can do with this. But I don't know that KD carries all of the weight on that. Ben Simmons and Kyrie have just as much to prove as he does. But you said something earlier, KD is a made man, but I would argue that Kyrie, in the same breath, is an unmade man, and we know that he's not going to ever be made. So if we go be honest about both of these dudes, Mm. we know Kyrie's not conducive to winning. Like, I think in Marcellus's heart of hearts, he wakes up realizing Kyrie's not gonna, is not conducive to winning, and he says when he gets into his car, I gotta go to war today. (laughs) Because he understands Kyrie ain't conducive. Slick, 
You and I both know mm. Kyrie's one of the greatest ball handlers of all time, one of the greatest finishers at the rim, one of the greatest scorers at his size of the generation. I'm not going to go so hyperbole, one of the great. No, no, no. He's one of the greatest scorers at his size of the generation. But it doesn't amount to anything. And if it hasn't amounted to anything outside of LeBron James thus far, it's not going to start tomorrow. So we know who Kyrie Irving is, an unmade man who will likely not be made. In the same breath, we know who Kevin Durant is. Kevin Durant has yet to win a title without Steph Curry. And if we're being honest, I don't foresee it. Slick, I don't believe you foresee it. And Marcellus will bet on it, and he'll continue to lose money on that bet. So... If we're going to keep it a buck, we're it a there buck. might not be pressure on either because Kyrie's not a winner and he's not going to win. Oh. And Kevin Durant isn't going to win a title without Steph Curry. And that's just what it is. And it's okay. Both Hall of Famers, both incredible talents. But Kyrie without LeBron James, just Kyrie. And Kevin Durant without Steph Curry, top 12 player of all time. But he's not a finals MVP and he's not a finals champion. Man, man, what's the use? What is the reason? What's the purpose of accomplishing anything in this world if somebody just going to come back with some rhetoric and try to undermine what you accomplished? Kyrie Irving, yes or no, is a champion. Yes. You can't take that away from this dude and say he's not conducive for winning and he just won a championship. But I know how you try to do it. And, yeah, you're right. I get into my Tesla and I'm like, damn it, got war today. You can look at my Tesla. It's beat up, too. It looks like I go to war. And I'm like, look. Who was Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen? No, oh, no, no, that's crazy. Who was Magic Johnson without Kareem? No, 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 that's crazy. But then we go here, who is Kyrie Irving without LeBron James? I'm like, dog, you can't do that. Some of these greats only won championships with another great. And that's it. Like, there are some exceptions. I give you a Kobe Bryant. Who is he without Shaq? Giannis. I, without who? Well, anybody. <laughs> but the point is, why would you want to take the attack of Kyrie's resume and say he's not conducive for winning? You really got to answer this. When we're talking about a guy who's already won it all and not just was sailing into that championship success, was driving at times. LeBron was amazing. LeBron's finals MVP. We get it. Do you know the shot? Before the block came from Kyrie Irving, do you know the 40-point performances came from Kyrie Irving as well? You got to put some respect on this man, or at least don't try to rip down what he's already hung up. There is respect. All I'm saying is there's no pressure for him to win anything this year. We know Kyrie Irving is uh, a two on a team. Just Slick, you were on the show with Joy last week when Joy was saying Kyrie Irving is a three on a team. I just, this meaning should be the second best player or the third best player. There's just not any pressure if you're a two or a three. If you're really? a second-best player or a third-best player, we hope we get something from you. But if we don't, we're still looking at the one. When the Celtics were playing, we hoped we got something from Jalen Brown. But we were all looking at Jason Tatum like, Jason, what up? Mm. When Drew Holiday was playing, we hoped to God we got 20-plus from Drew Holiday. But at the end of the day, it was Giannis, what's up? So there's just no pressure on the two or the three because you're the two or the three. We all looking at the one. What three? Get him, get him uh, so none of none of the guys that you just mentioned were dissed the way that Kyrie Irving has just been dissed by the new, by the Brooklyn Nets Uh-oh. in terms oh, of oh <laughs> you want to sign a trade you want to go someplace okay sure. we're good where you want to go oh nobody's ringing nobody's calling no we we don't have anything oh you're coming back you're going to sign the one year that's the pressure on Kyrie Irving now if you're suggesting that Kyrie Irving has this elevated this exalted status where 
You know what? Basketball is really beneath me at this point in my life. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't have anything else to prove. My brethren believe that I'm an all-time 75 greatest, uh, regardless of what my resume may say. Mm. Then I would agree with you. Like, he doesn't have any pressure. This is going to be his last year playing basketball. But if he <laughs> hopes to regain any of his previous status and hopes to sign a contract uh, that he thinks is worth his while, which presumably is a max contract, then he has all kinds of things to prove. But here's my real question for you, Acho. Because you one. mentioned Marcellus another one. having to get in his car and say, you know what, in spite of everything, in spite of everything I've said about Kyrie, man, better. I got to go in. Somehow I got to go into the studio. Oh, and I got to make a case that I know is going to be difficult it to make. Hard. When you heard Draymond Green's comments, latest comments, <laughs> did you not get into your Bugatti or whatever you got into this morning and go, you know what, man? I got to go to war today. <laughs> I got to go to war today. Say it, Acho. Be honest. Come on, Acho. When I did see the comments in the barber chair, you see the fresh. I see the Lined fresh. Up. You see the fresh. <laughs> <laughs> when I got saw the comments in the barber chair, I did say this. What'd you say? Rut row. Because I said it does not. <laughs> I said it does not look good that a teammate of Steph Curry mm. is saying oh. we would not have one of them chips. Say but I again. also said this. Mm. We don't always believe that Draymond Green, what he is speaking, is truth. And for that same reason, I said, I can't believe that this is true as well just Mm. because he said it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Let me return back home to the question at hand. And I'm just hopeful. I know, Slick, you got to be with me on this one. And I'm hopeful for you, Acho, that you're not a person that believes that divorce can be good. You know, I know a lot of people out there believe in that misnomer. Oh, the divorce was good for both parties. No, it wasn't. And it wouldn't have been good for Kevin Durant to get divorced from Kyrie Irving. Can y'all stop playing? I tell my wife this all the time when we get into some of our disagreements. I say, baby, right now with me, you got 100% control of everything. If you leave me, you're going to have 50% of everything, but 100% of the responsibility, baby. So that's not how you want to do it out there, baby. You got to stick with what you got. So she loves that. And you got to understand, Kyrie, they tested you. But it's time to borrow a page from the book of Kobe. When Kobe tested the Lakers and the Lakers were trying to test them back, go to the Clippers. Go to the Bulls. Oh, you're going to stay here. And what did Kobe do? Not only did he stay there, he won one. Two more championships. I expect to see the same out of you, Brooklyn Nets. Stay married. Coming up, Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson going to box. Based on those pictures, we know who's going to win. We'll tell you if we love or hate them doing this. Next, don't speak for yourself. Mm. 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 Former All-Pro running back. Adrian Peterson mm. and Le'Veon Bell mm. signed a contract for a heavyweight boxing exhibition in July. Now, they will be both throwing punches in a ring for the first time, and this continues the trend of former athletes crossing over into the world of boxing. So, Sel, we got to talk about this one. This is my favorite part of the show. Yeah. When two athletes mm. get to talk about athlete things yeah. with nobody in between. Mm-hmm. Do you love or hate AP and Le'Veon? I don't hate it, but I know and recognize this is not a good look. I'm going to tell you why. I hate seeing high-level athletes sports swap and that not do that at a high level. That's in part why we don't like to see our stars fall. That's in part why we'd rather them retire than see them not be at that high level anymore. This is an addition to that. 
Not only are you not going to be at a high level of what we know you for, but you're going to swap sports, and we know damn well you're not going to be at a high level at that. I hate that as an entity, but I don't hate these two dudes for doing this. I'm going to be real about it. This is their passion. This is their money grab. This is what they want to do to stay relevant. Whatever you want to say. Yep, yep, yep. I am not the one to sit here and tell another athlete not to go out there and athlete. If you got an opportunity, and guess what? You're doing it on a YouTuber's undercard. So this whole thing is bizarre world. This whole thing is upside down. So I'm not going to sit up here and be a purist like, oh, what the hell are they doing? They own a YouTube card, dude. What the hell are you doing if you buying it and watching this? So I don't hate it, even though I know it's not a good look. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Everything about it, I hate. Wow. Um, so you played in the league. I played in the league at a much lower level than you played in the league. Yet somehow, some way, we are still able to come up here without now having to take nor throw physical haymakers and earn a living. Mm. We all know this much. You got to use your body in the NFL, in the NBA, in sports, up until a point. Yeah. Use your body. Try not to let it use you. Mm. Right? Use the NFL. Don't let the NFL use you. That's what they say. Yep. Eventually, move on from having to use your physical bodies to earn a check. You mm. know what this is about. It's about mm. a money grab. It's mm. about a check. It's about a quick one. Mm. I feel you on not knocking how a man earns a living but I can encourage a man to try to earn an easier living. <laughs> and that's where I'm at. AP, you were the best running back of this generation, in my opinion. Yeah. Top five running back of all time. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell, you are one of the most talented running backs, if not the most talented running back, maybe second to Peterson of the generation. When I talk about talent, yeah. y'all know what he was able to do from an all-purpose yardage standpoint. Sure. Now, don't go crazy. Le'Veon did not maintain his talent level for more than two years, but at Le'Veon's peak, he was doing things nobody else, maybe Christian McCaffrey, mm. was out here Walking doing. Walking to the line of scrimmage and still going for eight. My <laughs> goodness. So y'all use your physical bodies to get this cash. Mm. Le'Veon, you made over 46 mil in your career. Mm. AP, you made over 100 in your career. Why now do we have to go into a boxing ring and continue to throw these physical punches to get a check? To me... Mm. It's just a little discouraging and disheartening. I don't knock it. I just simply say, fellas, y'all already used your physical bodies to earn your money. Now pivoting, use something else. Mm. Mm. We're going to go somewhere right now because I understand what you're saying, that conversion of using your body and then using your brain, right? I, I got smacked with that at Columbia. I got smacked with that when I started to look around at the owners during our games. And I used to sit there. Sitting there at the bottom of a football pile, somebody stepping on one part of my body, somebody gouging the other part. And I'm looking up at the owner. He just having a hot dog and a lemonade, chilling. I'm like, that man didn't even have to convert his body and he didn't have to convert it to his brains. I need to get to there. Use mm -hmm. my brains. I respect that. But when do you start that? Let's be real. In pure intentions, a lot of these kids out there and prospects are not making intentional choices with that in mind with their brain in mind. They go to school. Sometimes these schools not even qualified, it seems like, in terms of rankings. But I'm going for ball. When do you turn that valve off? Because it is easier for them to make six figures in an amateur exhibition than to go out there in the real world and try to convert that to their brains and go get those same six figures. You can make that investment, 
But it's easier to get that money. Ding, 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 ding. I got 100K versus I got to put a year or so into education and to a real job to do that. So I don't want to come off holier than now and say, hey, why ain't y'all converted? Y'all were great running backs. Why ain't y'all making it in the real world? Because when do you even start that conversion if you're being real? So here's my thing. That's not even a holier to now look down on. Why didn't you convert? I'm not even necessarily saying like, yo, go talk on TV. I'm just saying, bruh, parlay this phenomenal NFL career of yours, go speak at schools, go do X, Y, and Z, but why you still got to get into the ring and throw these body blows? Like, I'm just tired of watching our athletes Mm. take physical uh, 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 violence, if you will. Like, you've built up a great living playing in the NFL. But so the reason you play in the NFL is to eventually retire from the NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You feel me? Like, yeah. you don't play in the NFL no. to have to keep it's playing. It's not for long, for, for a reason. For a reason. Yeah, yeah, for a reason. So, like, the reason you go through the torture of training camp, of a season, of the grind, the reason you go through all of that is so eventually you can kick back and chill. I'm just like, yo, y'all paid your dues. It's almost like, but what if it didn't work out for you? Because someone could sit there and say, man, that boy got on a nice suit, fresh haircut, nice watch. Okay, he made the conversion. But not all of us are able. Not all of us are capable. So then it gets into this conversation of, look, being real about these guys, they're just doing a sparring session. Who knows? They probably really trained like this when they were active players or still trained as boxers, even though they're retired. And then somebody's like, well, here's $100,000 to go actually go do that in front of the millions, in front of the masses. Would you not take that? Like, are we looking at this the wrong way? Or is it always got to be you looking like you're broke, you're not going to make it, and this is the only option you have? Why does it always have to look so demeaning? Because, truth be told, I just think it's a little embarrassing. Mm, Let's talk about it. I think it's a little embarrassing. What's embarrassing is you were talking about two of the greatest at what they do. Le'Veon Bell, one of the greatest running backs talent-wise we've seen. Adrian Peterson, the greatest running Mm. back of the generation, my opinion, that we've seen. And now you're going to go box where you're not even a legitimized boxer. Mm. Like, to me, that's embarrassing because comparative to legit boxers, you all will be embarrassing yourself. Just like if we put Canelo in pads and said, hey, big dog, uh, go uh, take these couple carries. Just like if we put... Uh, Nuka, uh, Nuka. Like, <laughs> just like if we put Floyd or Pacquiao or if we put oh, uh, the Bronx oh, Bomber, oh, if we put any oh. of them cats in pads... You better stop stepping. You're stepping in it. I'm old media. I'm old media, and Magic Johnson helped me with this because I had an anxiety with this. I don't know if you remember, but when players retired and went straight to the media, immediately the stigma was either you weren't a good player or you were broke. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then I also remember the other resistance. Well, whatever you're in in terms of your sports, stay in that box, right? So you couldn't talk outside of football. I couldn't talk outside of football. And then it started to evolve into more personality and all of a sudden respected. Hey, they know more than just one sport, the sport they play. So now we're seeing it where not only are we a part of this new media conversion, but everyone has a platform. But there was a day where you were like, what are you doing? You're going to look embarrassed because Pacquiao, what you doing in the past? Hey, athlete, what are you doing with a mic and a suit on? You don't have a problem doing this, so why do you have a problem with them doing that? Here's my why. Let's go. Of all of these former athletes' fights that we have watched, Frank Gore we saw, Nate Robinson we fought, et cetera, I never watched these fights and gained a higher level of respect for the fighter. 
I'm watching these fights and we're laughing at them. Nate Robinson, we weren't like, heck of a job, Nate. No, no, no. We paid to laugh at him. Frank Gore, even Frank Gore when he won his bout. We were sitting here laughing at how tired he was in the ring. We weren't sitting here like, man, Frank Gore, incredible. It's embarrassing. Uh, I be, I don't recall yeah, that one as yeah. much, but I'll just think it was a comedian to some degree. <laughs> so I just don't like that. Like yeah. you're getting paid for we can laugh at you. Mm. It's just it's mm. just it hurts me because mm. I'm like y'all don't realize not all money is good money. That's mm. what it is. Okay. Not all money is good money, yeah. and to me, this money is just bad money. Yeah. I'm not trying to see somebody get a check knowing that you just getting a check while we getting our ha ha's off. Ooh, you sound like Chappelle when he had to walk off set, huh? He said, they stopped laughing with me and laughing at me. I don't know if I'm walking away from 50 mil, or in this case, 100K, just to go out there and box with my homeboy. Coming up, <laughs> Josh Allen and the Bills will have a big spotlight on them entering the season. I hope it's 100K. But we'll tell you if they're the best team in the AFC next on Speak for Yourself. Because I was educated me yesterday. I ain't going to say y'all. I ain't going to tell y'all. The Bills came up short against the Chiefs in a playoff classic last year, and they're considered a top contender to win the Super Bowl this season. Josh Allen believes his team has, quote, the highest expectations out of anybody, okay? He added they're not giving in to the pressure, and their goal is to win a championship. Acho, are Josh Allen and my Bills clearly the best team in the AFC? I can't say clearly, only because there's too much ambiguity in the AFC. Like, I like the Bills. I like the Bills a lot. But at the point in which the Broncos are a team that's incredibly ambiguous as far as their talent, seven-win team last year, third-ranked defense, and you're adding Russell Wilson, top three, top four, top five quarterback of the generation. Then you have the Chiefs, consistently good, losing Tyreek Hill. But is Miko Hardman going to take a huge step? Ambiguous. Mm. Then you have the Raiders, a Raiders team that made it to the playoffs, won a playoff game, and they added the best receiver in football by all accounts who already has chemistry with the quarterback. Yeah. Ambiguity. Then you got the, the, the Bengals. Okay. Joe Burrow's Bengals in the second year already went to the Super Bowl. Burrow's going to get better. Jamar Chase is going to get better. And the weak link of the offensive line replaced not one, not two, but three starters on the offensive line. I can't call the Bills unequivocally the best team in the AFC because I just think there's too much talent everywhere. Mm. I haven't mentioned the Colts. I haven't mentioned the Titans. I haven't mentioned the Ravens. I haven't mentioned the Browns once Deshaun Watson does come back from the suspension we all anticipate that he will get. So because of how close-knit a race it is, I can't really say that the Bills are the clear favorite. Mm. I'm with you there. I can't say that they're the clear favorite, but maybe it's because I'm not seeing this clearly. And if I'm looking at the right things, the right metrics, the right variables, it should be the Buffalo Bills, clearly the best team in the AFC. Let's talk about it. You didn't bring up the L.A. Chargers as well, but obviously the L.A. Chargers with that loaded roster on both sides. But there's something that's missing with the Chargers in terms of their development. They haven't taken their lumps yet, right? As you always highlight and educate me on, that a quarterback is a winner. If he's a winner, he's going to take his team far. You always say that. Okay. So quarterback win and losses is, is a stat for us to respect. Which quarterback is better in the NFL than Josh Allen? Better. Mm, I don't know. He's not. No quarterback is more talented, more able, and more importantly, to wrap it all up, taking their lumps as well as Josh Allen. So as much as I believe in the Chargers or I could believe in all these other teams – 
You can look at the Chiefs and easily make an argument. They're in decline, regression to a degree. What are you going to do without Tyreek Hill? Let's be real. You look at the Chargers like, oh, they're coming, but they haven't taken their lumps in the playoffs just yet. You can say, oh, it's the Bengals again. Really? They had six combined wins in the two seasons before, and then their quarterback had the most sacks given up, 51 last year. I think if we're really looking at it, most capable quarterback, the one who can go out there and do it all, taking his lumps, to me, it's the Buffalo Bills. I don't. It's hard to disagree, but here's what we're not talking about. Remember the brains behind the Buffalo Bills operation, Brian Dable, Dable. is no longer there. Yeah, yeah. Brian Dable, phenomenal OC. When he arrives and partners with Josh Allen as Josh Allen matures, that's when you actually saw Josh Allen get good along with the arrival of Stephon Diggs. I really do like the Bills. The question is, mm. did the Bills miss their window? Let's hear it. Why do I say this? The Bengals, as much as I love them and Joe Burrow, they likely shouldn't have been the AFC representative last year. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think you nor I would say that the Bengals were the most talented say team it. in the AFC. Yep. But the Bills had Dable, had Diggs, had Allen, had a talented team, barely lost to the Chiefs, a game in which many would say the Bills probably should have won. Mm. You're winning with 13 seconds left in the game. You should probably win that game. Mm. You barely lose to the Chiefs. Then the Chiefs end up losing to the, to the Bengals. And the Bengals don't even find their way winning the Super Bowl. I just wonder, Sel, was this their moment? I think about it like when oh. I go to the casino. Mm. And when I go to the casino, I understand like, man, I had a lot of winning hands that I lost. Those winning hands aren't coming they back. back. They you, know, you know what it is. They're they gone. Go. The Bills had a winning hand last year. And somehow mm. with their winning hand, they still lost. Mm. I just wonder is that winning hand coming back yeah. anytime soon? But those winning cards are coming back. Check your look at that deck. Tredavious White coming back this year. Von Miller now part of the deck, dealing that out as well. And don't you got love for Ken Dorsey as an OC? Yeah, I don't know either. Coming up, Kyrie Irving is staying in Brooklyn and not reuniting with LeBron. We'll tell you if the Lakers or Nets should feel better about their future. That's next on Speak for Yourself. Players are opting in to his option for just over $36 million to stay with the Nets. And the Lakers were rumored as a potential sign-and-trade destination for Kyrie, but that's not happening anymore. However, reports say Russell Westbrook is planning on exercising his option for just $47 million to return to L.A. next season. Good Lord. Archer, which team should feel better about their future? Lakers? Nets. Finally, an easy question, big dog. Oh, Lakers. Lakers. <laughs> uh, Lakers got to feel better about their future because huh. in order to know your future, you have to know your history. Oh, I'm listening. And the history of the Lakers with LeBron James is a title. And if I know the history of my Lakers with LeBron James is a title, then I have some idea that the trajectory might be a title as well. Mm. But for the Nets, what is their history? What's their history? Their history is getting swept with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving this Chill. year. Their history is getting bounced in the semifinals by Giannis, who go on to Tecumpo the year before. Their history is Kyrie Irving not being willing to play in the bubble because of the social unrest going on in the world and encouraging the NBA to stop basketball all together. Mm. You got to know your past to know your future. Mm. And the past of the Lakers is much brighter. And thus, I believe the future for the Lakers will be as well. The past for the Nets is very, very dark. I trust the team that has LeBron James more than I trust the team that has Kevin Durant and or Kyrie Irving. For that reason, the Lakers should feel better about their future. Man, I disagree with that. I also disagree with when people always say you got to know your past and know your future. Really? Like, if I play for the Chiefs, they ain't never won a championship, too. I won one. I, I don't know they passed. Oh, well, it doesn't happen. Milwaukee Bucks, when they won a championship before. Like, my Clippers went, oh, yeah, you're right. 
Know your past, know your future. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, the reason why I disagree with you is seriously, the Brooklyn Nets have an easier course if they're right versus the Lakers. Even if the Lakers are fully loaded, Westbrook is back, AD is healthy, LeBron's still tilting. Mm, you know who's out there? Like the favorites right now in the West, Golden State, they're not going anywhere. They're going to get better. Jordan Poole's going to mature, whatever, Wiggins, et cetera. They're going to continue to evolve and be better. Clippers, on paper right now, deepest, most talented team. It's just a harder course. Where's Phoenix? They're not going anywhere. Luka and Dallas, where are y'all going? Nowhere. Oh, you're going to get a reloaded Denver team and everyone healthy. Like, golly, versus Brooklyn, no matter what you think of their home, they have a better situation in terms of where they want to go. It's easier to attain that goal. So Lakers may be better if you really want to make that calculation. I disagree with that as well. But I certainly disagree with the fact that their course, their route to where they want to go is going to be easier than Brooklyn. Well, here's the other thing we have to, we have to talk about real quick is where's it go? the Lakers' issues are visible. The Nets' issues are invisible. And at this part of our life and society, give me an issue that I can see over an issue I can't see. Mm. The Lakers' issue is that of LeBron James' ankle last year, that of Anthony Davis's knee. I can see that. Mm. The Nets' issues were that of Ben Simmons' mind, that of Kyrie Irving's mind and decision-making. Mm. Mm. I can't see that. Mm. I know how long it takes an MCL to recover. Okay. I know how long it takes a high ankle sprain to heal. I do not know how long it will take Ben Simmons' mind to get to the point of readiness of playing basketball. We also know Ben Simmons, the back surgery. We did not know how long it would take for Kyrie Irving to either choose to become vaccinated or for the world to get to a place where vaccination status was not dictating whether or not you could play in the National Basketball Association. Because I do not actually know the issues with the Nets, thus I don't know how to treat the issues with the Nets, mm. I trust the Lakers and the trajectory of the Lakers over the Nets. Well, it's not going to be another pandemic, is it? More social unrest? Like, I mean... These things seem like one-offs that obviously hijack them. But I get your argument in terms of the obstacles you see versus the ones you don't. But I do see age as an issue for the Lakers. I do see injury as an issue for the Lakers. I do see chemistry as an issue for the Lakers. I do see competition as an issue for the Lakers. And I don't see those to the same degree out there in Brooklyn. But Brooklyn's far away. Maybe I'm not seeing it clearly. <laughs> Coming up, it looks like John Wall is joining my Clippers tell you how excited I am and about this news for my squad next on Speak for Yourself. Almost read that prompter wrong. Almost. It looks like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will be getting some help in LA. Now John Wall and the Rockets have reached a buyout agreement and report says the five-time All-Star is planning to sign with the Clippers after clearing waivers. So Sal, how do you feel about John Wall, who I don't believe played last season? What do you mean you don't believe he played last year? How do you feel about him joining your Clippers? He's joining a team that nobody else played last year in terms of Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi missed 84 games in the 82-game season. Kawhi is special, dog. And we the Paul George missed 52 games, and we still won 42 games at HC. We still were a playoff team. That close. That close. Here's the thing. I love what we have here. We are the deepest team, most talented team. Can you agree with that at least? Yes, yes, yes. And this is now our city to take over. So, Laker fans out there. Here's my thing. What you mean your Steve thing? Steve Ballmer's the wealthiest owner, correct? They got to do anything. 
Why don't you just Thank literally you. tell him go buy his championship? Buy him. Not working by buying players. Oh, what you mean? So just tell him to go to so you got a jeweler that you like. Yeah, tell Jason Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. I got a guy in Beverly Hills. Yeah, just yeah. tell him design it. You don't have to win. What you mean? Just design a ring. Oh. He can keep it in his house. Oh, we got jokes. Clearly, he not gonna win one. That's what we doing here. I thought he not gonna really. But you just make arguments for all these other injured teams and less talented teams. But when it comes to the Clippers, because you know that's Big Bro's team, you ain't got no love for it. That's all right. I used to like your haircut. Now, that's it for us. See you tomorrow. Why you act like that? You flip on.